Welcome to the Chess My Life podcast. This show is dedicated to those who want to grow as a person, develop themselves in various areas of their life to ultimately become a better version of themselves. We will look at life as a chessboard and through our learnings, we'll make sure that on a daily basis, you're acting strategically in anticipation and with all resources available. This will ensure that you can checkmate your problems and blockers to ultimately reach out to your goals, dreams, and more. I am Sam, your host, and I'm happy to have you on the show today. Hi, everyone, and welcome back on the Chess My Life podcast. I am Sam, your host, and I hope you're all doing great. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about something we have all heard, or most likely all heard, uh, but that really took time, some time for me to sink in. And this topic that I want to talk about today is called Discipline is Freedom. I know it's a very interesting concept when you think about it. I mean, freedom is the power or the right to act, speak, or think as one wants. And on the other hand, discipline can be defined as a system of rules of conduct. So how is a system of rules can be the right to act as I want? That, that is a very good question. And that is what I'm going to try to dive deep into today. And we'll see how we can answer that question. How do we get to freedom? And, and what is freedom for us, right? I think it's very difficult to give a fit for all answer to this. And, and that makes sense. I've talked about the fact uh, in previous episodes that everybody is different. Everybody has different dreams and vision for themselves, right? And the same applies for freedom. So for some, freedom will be to live in the countryside, in a quiet place. For some other people, it will be to live in the city and be able to go out whenever they want, meet a lot of people, um, and, and, and in a very active uh, sort of like environment. Um, again, for, for some freedom will be the ability to be self-employed, for example, and to be, to be able to manage the time. Um, whereas for others, it will be making sure that they have a steady income to have security and provide for the family. So definitely not self-employed, but more I'm going to be employed by someone. For some others, it will be a complex combination of all of the above. So it's very important to understand, once again, that freedom will be very unique to each of you. However, if I wanted to attempt to make a fit-for-all definition, I think it would probably be along the following lines. Freedom is the ability to live your life according to your own terms, period, and whatever those terms are. And living this life according to your own terms actually comes down to what you really want in life and what you really want in any areas of your lives, as we discussed in the last episode of the show. And you decide then that this is going to be non-negotiable. Only then will you be free from others' judgment, will you be free to make your own decision on a daily basis, and will you be free from justifying yourselves. You will also be free from procrastination, and so on and so on and so on. Now, guys, I got to be clear, this freedom has a cost. And this cost is to be 100% responsible for your own life. I know I'm repeating myself in nearly like every episode about this 100% responsibility, but that is a fact. It goes back to the episode of ownership, for example. I mean, we cannot expect anyone but ourselves to do what's necessary to achieve what we want. So once you've digested this piece of information, and only then, I think you can start your journey to freedom through discipline. So how do we get to have and love discipline? I think that's going to be a hard sell, uh, actually, to convince anybody that, you know, discipline is freedom. 
However, I've been there myself and I believe that if I would talk to the old me and try to convince, convince myself that, you know, discipline is freedom, I would just, you know, shut myself up. So it's not an easy exercise. Um, and that's why I, I just want to spend a little bit of time to explain where this concept is coming from or actually how I put this concept into perspective every day. So let's go back to our definition. Discipline is a set of rules of conduct. That's not really appealing, right? Um, we already have, you know, so many rules to follow. When we're kids, uh, we have our parents' rules. When we're at school, we have our teachers' rules. When you're at work, you have your employers' rules. We actually have been, you know, following rules, or some of them actually, uh, for a big part of our life. If you think about it, even not following some rule is actually disciplined somehow. I mean, you decide you will not follow what is imposed to you and you stick to it. Now, the point I'm trying to make here is that whether we like it or not, we have some sort of discipline inside us. And I believe that the problem we often face, though, is that we don't really know the outcome of following a specific discipline, right? So is it working for us or is it working against us? In addition, discipline is being built up over time. And my belief is that it's not something that's showing up from one day to another, right? It's a process. It's a process that is about creating a set of habits that will serve our purpose. Over time, those habits become an automation that we do not even think about. Um, or let, let's try to put it differently. Some of the habits might be tiring, annoying, even painful, but we do not question them anymore. And that happens when discipline kicks in. And the good news is, again, as I mentioned, the human being is a creator of habits. So it's not an impossible task. Everybody can actually do that. But for me, the most difficult part of creating discipline was actually twofold. First was knowing which habits I should create. And second was, how do I swap my old habits against my new ones? And the first piece was actually the easiest in my case, right? And actually should be the easiest in your case too, because we've worked um, on our purpose, on our life areas, and you have now, I hope, a good understanding of what you should do in order to make those areas of life work optimally. You don't really want to let anything to go back to fate, right? You want to be in control. And when you want to get to this level of control, the tiny, smallest things are very important because over time, and we'll talk about that, the compound effects plays its role. But before we get into explaining, you know, how to swap uh, bad habits against good habits or creating new habits, I just wanted to mention two books that I have read and that were super helpful during that period of time. First one is called The Power of Habits. And the second one is called Atomic Habits. Both of those books um, actually talk about how habits are formed. And this is super interesting because you will understand that there's a process around habit and that if you understand that process, it's going to be super helpful when you want to create new habits or you know, exchange bad habits or good habits for bad habits, for example. High level, the process is the following. When there's a habit, you would always have a cue something that is going to you know, trigger um, something that you usually do. And then you're going to have a craving and then you're going to have a response and then you're going to have a reward. So I'm going to just take one example just to make sure that you guys um, understand uh, what, what I mean by this uh, process. So the process is the following. Cue, craving, response, and reward. 
And let's take this example. Let's say that you have a habit that's been formed over time related to uh, having a dessert every time you're actually having a meal. So how does that work? Well, first of all, you have the cue. This is the end of the meal. You finished, you finished your main dish. And so the craving starts to actually show up. And this craving is about having sugar, like processed sugar, being a piece of cake, a cookie, anything like that. Now, the response in that process will be, I'm going to get a piece of cake. I'm going to get a cookie, right? And then the reward will be, well, I feel good. I've had my dessert and now I can go on with my life. So again, this habit will be changed or can be changed if you change the response because you always have the cue, always the craving, and what you're trying to get is the reward, right? So this is the response that you want to change and this is how you're going to create your new habits. In these two books, they will also explain that habits that have been formed over time cannot really be erased, but actually they should be replaced. So the longer you have had your habits, the more difficult it will be anyway to actually exchange them. Uh, but just, you know, be conscious, be conscious that you can't delete your habits. So you cannot just say, I'm going to stop doing that and do nothing instead. You'll have to replace the habits. And this is where the process of cue, craving, response, and reward will be super important because your cue will be always the same. Your craving will be always the same, but you have to create a different response that will provide you with the same reward that you get when you do your bad habits. Atomic Habits also specifically talks about uh, the compound effect. And I think I really like this one because uh, it's, it's really something you need to keep in mind so that you don't feel like you are, you know, at the bottom of a mountain when you're going to try to, you know, love discipline and create your new habits uh, and so on and so forth. So Atomic Habits are small 1% improvements in the behavior that over time compound into a full-blown behavior change and positive habits. It's just directly taken from the book, um, and I really like this one. So you need to think about it as the addition of small changes. And this is something I would advise, right? Don't try drastic change, massive change um, at once. I would um, really, really, really advise for you to look into small things that you can change on a daily basis, and this will have a bigger impact because it will be easier for you to actually change your habits and, and move to this new discipline and you will get a compound effect over time if you change these little small things. One concept mentioned in those books is actually um, how powerful it is to create habits and discipline towards a purpose versus a goal. And the reason for that is that essentially when we create habits towards a goal, once the goal is achieved, it's very difficult to sustain it, to sustain the discipline and the habits, right? So let's say, for example, we want to save 2,000 euros for our next holidays. So we're going to save, let's say, 200 euros a month for 10 months. Once this goal is achieved, it will be difficult to continue saving the money, right? Our brain will just, you know, automatically tell us, okay, there's no need to actually save um, anymore. We've achieved our goal, so let's just stop saving money and let's spend that. Now, if you look at your finance area of life, so more from a purpose perspective, uh, the purpose will be for this one to guarantee financial freedom through investments in real estate or stock exchange or whatever. And 
one of the habits that you need to make is to save 200 euros a month. So what will happen is that you will not reach a point where your brain will tell you, okay, well done, you have saved what you wanted to save. So now there's no need to have this discipline anymore. You can just, you know, scrap these habits. So you're looking at continuous purpose here, right? So the habit will form to serve this purpose and it will be way easier to actually sustain it over time. The other powerful key about habits and discipline is that it's way easier to form new habits and discipline if they actually serve the identity you have chosen. As an example, if you want to live a healthy life, you will look at a combination of habits like eating habits, you know, sport habits, sleeping habits, and so on and so forth. You will not focus on a finite goal like having a six packs, but you will focus on your identity with your actions. It is way more difficult not to align to who you are, and it eases the formation of good habits. And I really hope it does sound familiar to you guys because this is part of the whole exercise we've done related to the areas of life. We have defined a purpose and an ideal state, which here would be our identity in this area, right? And then we remove the habits that are going against identity and we build a system to align with it, which is the new habits. So my whole point here related to, um, you know, discipline is freedom is that we should actually look at it from that perspective. We should work backwards from our ideal state versus defining habits or discipline just for the sake of it. You know, oh, this guy is doing this and I'm sure he's really good. So I'm going, I'm going to do the same. You don't know why this guy is doing that. And if the end game is not providing you with the same reward, it won't work for you, right? It has to start with your desired identity and only then you will find the right habits that will lead you to the right results. And this is how we get to love our discipline because it will help us become who we want to be ultimately. And I believe that this is the best reward we can get. To conclude today's episode, let's go back to the initial statement of the, of the podcast today, discipline is freedom. So what have we done today? We have talked about discipline, right? We have gone through the concept or the process of creating discipline, which is basically a set of rules or habits that we have in place and that will serve a purpose or an identity, right? This is how we create discipline. How does that go about discipline is freedom? Well, I'm going to tell you my perspective on that. Um, so for me, discipline creates certainty. It creates pleasure as we reach out to our goals, right? And all of this to the point that we do not even think about this as discipline. All these habits that we have created actually become actions that we take without thinking about the pain anymore, being physical or mental. And then the only thing in our mind is the ultimate goal or the ultimate identity we have chosen to be. So to me, it's a little bit similar to the runner high, right? At a certain point, you are, you are so much into a momentum and focused on your objective that it's a pure bliss to actually execute all your trainings. Even though you feel the pain, even though some days you feel tired, you don't want to go, you know that you will reach that goal of hitting your you know, new record for the race or something like that. And this is what's driving you. So really to conclude, what I would say is that actually you are now free to live your life. And when I say you're now free to live your life, I really mean it, right? And this is because you've actually set 
your own goals and you've actually decided that you wanted to reach those and you've actually decided how you're going to reach those, right? So basically, back to the initial definition I was using in this episode, you are actually living your life in your own terms, which is freedom. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys, and that you're now ready to create your you know, new identity through discipline and that you will love it. So make sure you take the time to design your machines or areas of life. It should be done already, but if not, just take the time to do that because they are the key to the habits that will be easier to implement. You need to create a positive discipline. You know, This will make you love this discipline. And the icing on the cake, guys, is that this discipline that you will create will actually help you gain time back. And this is how you're going to enjoy this new freedom. So what can we say then? Checkmate. Thanks, guys, for listening in this latest episode of the Chess My Life podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it. And I also hope to see you in the next episode. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me and work with me, please visit my website, www.chessmylife.com or email me at sam, S-A-M, at chessmylife.com. I also have an Instagram account, Mr. Maslux, M-R underscore M-A-S-L-U-X, Mr. Maslux. And please do yourself a favor and don't forget to focus on your strategies.